Again, I'm Brad, and uh, it's really good to see all of you, and I hope you're doing well. We, um, this is the teaching time, so if you're new, a freshman um, tribe was always sort of reversed of this. So hopefully it's sort of nice for you to enjoy being in this room, the hub, you know, the, the front half of the night before you go to small groups. Um, but so uh, the night will usually look similar to this. Uh, I, uh, me or, or Ben or Dakota will probably be teaching a lot this year. Um, I only have like 10 minutes tonight, so I'll stick to that. And then we're going to announce small groups and get into small groups here in this room before we go out um, all over the place tonight. So um, here's where I want to start. We're not, doing, we're not starting, this isn't a whole series, but um, tonight we're going to talk a little about the Word of God, the Bible, and, um, and primarily about what, 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 what do we believe and why do, why do we believe what we believe. So real quick, I want to show you this. Put this on the screen um, in the back there, Chris. Uh, Jesus says this in the book of John. He writes this, For this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to blank. For this reason I was born, and for this I came into the, I came into the world to this. Now, um, I know this is the first night, and in the past I don't usually call on people a lot, but will somebody, a couple of you, give a shot at what you think this may be, ballpark? To what, Mitch? To serve. That's a great answer. I would say that Jesus came into the world to serve. I think that applies. It's good. Timothy? To save. save. Okay, that's what we might think. I mean, I really want you to, like, what do you, how do you actually think he finished that sentence? I mean, I think that, I mean, that's, that was my answer, like, to bring salvation to the world, right? Isn't that what Jesus came to do? Anybody else? Anything? You can throw it out there. Marcus, to die, I heard. To demolish evil or sin, um, to love, to be a savior, totally. And I think all those are like right answers, right? Um, but this is like pretty, I mean, it's pretty pointed statement. Like, this is the reason I was born, Jesus said. And I came into the world to do this. Go ahead and put it up there, Christopher. He says this, to testify to the truth. That's how he finished the sentence. The truth. To testify to the truth. And he said this as a matter of fact, um, like hours before he was nailed to a cross and died. He said this to Pilate, the Roman governor who was sort of overseeing him or that he was brought before. And um, he says to testify to the truth. That's a really... That's sort of a bold statement. Only someone like Jesus can say that. And in fact, right after that, Chris, you can throw up the next slide. He says this in the next sentence. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Which you just go, whoa. So even that sort of says, um, whoever doesn't listen to me evidently isn't on the side of truth. And there's a lot of people out there that go, I could care less. Jesus was a good guy. Uh, I respect what he did. I respect who he was. But um, I don't listen to him. And again, I'm not saying that those people that believe that are bad people, or, but they are not apparently on the side of truth. That's what Jesus says. I came to testify to the truth. Um, what is truth? Like, do we even know anymore? I just, so I, that's sort of the question I'm casting out to you tonight. In the world we live in, um, we're leaving. We had, a, we had a, a leaders meeting last Wednesday, and as we're leaving, Rhonda Sisson sort of just said that to me. She goes, 
we need to talk about what truth is. No one even knows. She goes, I don't know what truth is anymore. Commercials or other things, they're all sort of vying for our attention. And um, we don't know what the truth is. Get this, right after Jesus says this, the next words out of Pilate's mouth in verse 38 is this. What is truth? Pilate says. And has no idea. He's talking to the man, the, the God-man, the person who created him. And it's just so ironic that Pilate says to Jesus, what is truth, and goes on to kill him. And get this, kills this guy who he like just thought was sort of a rebel and apparently some sort of philosophical guy because he's talking about this truth stuff. How many of you know anything of, about Pilate other than what's recorded in the Bible? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, one of you. Um, we know very little about Pilate. But Jesus, he, he, has, he has Jesus crucified, and Jesus comes back to life as the Savior of the I mean, has changed the world. We've all heard of Jesus. Jesus is truth personified. Um, do we even know what to believe anymore? So I'm, I can't go on and on with this. I'm going to read you one other passage of Scripture that Jesus, you've all heard this before, many of you have, whether you grew up in church or not, whether you're a Christian or not. Jesus says this, um, I think the night before, not too far before what we were just read, the book of John is in chronological order. And so in chapter 14, just a couple chapters before, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a bold statement again. That's a very exclusive statement. You go, wow, is that really true? But that is Jesus. And if he wasn't lying, and if he wasn't a crazy madman, if Jesus wasn't a lunatic, and I don't think he was, and I don't think any of you would argue that, he's respected by virtually everyone, whether you're a Mormon or a Muslim or an atheist even, you at least know this guy existed and was a good man. But Jesus made claims like this. What would your friends say about that? Do you have atheist friends? That Jesus said, I'm the way. You want the truth? I am the truth. I'm not just the, the giver of truth. I'm not, I don't just point to the truth. I am truth personified. My question to you is, what do you really believe? What do you really believe, and why do you believe that? You guys, this year in Oasis, one of the main things we want you to do is to know what you believe, but not just to know what you believe, but why. I want you to be able to show me in the Bible why you believe that. For many of you, your Christian faith, if you are a Christian, is, is a result of mom and dad, and that is awesome, but you have to make it your own. Or someday you will just chuck it. And you know what? It is awesome that your mom and dad cared about you enough to pass on a faith to you because they believe it to the core of their being. And so it's not just something that they thought would be good for you, I don't think, at least not for many of you. It's not just some, oh, it'd probably be good for Laura to be raised in church or to go to church. No, no. I think they really believe it too. And so don't ever think that they like force this on you. You need to explore it for yourself and you need to know why you believe it and if anything, I, I want you, I mean, here's my, sort of my main point for tonight. You need to know the source behind what you believe. You need to know the source. And if it's in the Bible, I guarantee you it's a reliable source. Now, real quick, and I'm, I'm already out of time, is everything that's true in the Bible? No. Two plus two equals four, but that's not in the Bible. But it's true. Mathematics is true. Physics is true. Chemistry is too, true. Um, English and Spanish that's like, those are true languages. That's truth. You can, does it talk about those languages in the Bible? No. So is all truth in the Bible? No. It's not. It doesn't mean it has to be. My car is red. 
That's a true statement. What we get in today's world sometimes is this like, well, it depends on what you mean by red, or who can really say what red is? But if you see through everything, you can't see. So all truth is God's truth. Have you ever heard that statement before? All truth, everything is true. So physics, chemistry, uh, English and Spanish, mathematics, God created all of that stuff. It all falls under the, the heading, if you will, of God and God the creator. That God is an orderly God, and he created math to just work the way it does, and physics right along with it, and he created science, and he created the animals, and so all that stuff, it's God made. So you say, well, what's the Bible good for? The Bible speaks to the big questions of life. I'll just name a few of them. The origin question, where did I come from? The purpose question, why am I here? What about the problem of sin and evil in the world? The intimacy question, this question that we all sometimes feel, am I known and loved by someone? Am I a mistake? Do I matter? Those are the questions that the Bible answers. And so all truth is God's truth. And there's plenty of truth out there that is not recorded in the Bible. But my question is, do you know the source of what you believe? And that's what we want to try to drill into your minds a little bit this year. Now, real quick, um, here's where we're going this year. I'll just skip to this. Chris, these are the last, like, four slides on the screen. Um, I want to tell you a little bit before I pray and we announce small groups, just sort of our teaching direction for this year. So there's sort of four categories I came up with. Um, the first one is this. We talked about these, the first two a lot. We need to talk about the second two a lot more. Um, I hope you can see this. But the first one is just, why be a Christian? Why be a Christian? Why does this matter? Why is it different than anything else? Or there's a lot of belief systems out there. What makes yours right? So we're going to talk about that. The second one, how do we behave and live as Christians? We probably talk about that more than anything else. Um, disciplines, behaviors, how, what ba- basic discipleship behaviors are. Um, uh, most of you, you think that this is the essence of Christianity, that it's moralism, that it's just how to do good and to not do bad things. Well, if if Jesus is your master, you sort of want to obey him. And there are, uh, this world is not, there, there are moral absolutes. There are things that are like true about the world. If I like took a baby up here and like slaughtered it, I don't care what you believe about God or whatever you would go, that's wrong. Um, there's, you know, there's maybe secular atheists or people out there that go, there is no right and wrong. How dare you tell me how to live? How dare you say that I should you know, that it's better to do this and not this. But if I did that to a baby, even that guy would go, I don't like that. And that, that thought in and of himself I mean, would go, you don't like that. Why don't you like that? There's something in you that says, well, you don't like it. So that's sort of that. Real quickly, the third one, um, what do we believe as Christians? We need to spend more time on those. And finally, the fourth one, how do we handle the hard topics as Christians? That's called apologetics, um, biblical inerrancy, sexuality, homosexuality, pornography, cheating. I mean, all this stuff that's sort of the, just the hard stuff, maybe the more controversial stuff. Um, cool. That was a lot maybe in like 10 minutes, but um, I'm excited for our like teaching times. And when, when then we go and discuss this stuff in small groups. So let me pray and, uh, and we'll, um, we'll jump into sort of getting groups announced. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, um, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word has been preserved for us. God, it was recorded by men 
um, by men who, I mean, by the biblical writers, God, that you oversaw, your spirit sort of guided them. And Lord, we have um, the very word of God. The Bible says it's God-breathed, that this whole book is God-breathed. And um, God, you, you say in your word that the word of God is like sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates to um, the splitting of joint and marrow. It penetrates our hearts. God, it reveals us. It reveals to us who we are. So God, I thank you that this was not lost. I thank you that there's, that there's a source for truth and that it's you. It's not just a philosophy. It's not just a teaching. It's, it's, it culminates in a person that you loved us enough, God, not to leave us in our, in our kind of messy state, but you entered into it. God, that you sent your son Jesus, and he suffered too. He suffered more than a lot of us have. And he died on a cross, but he died to take our penalty too. God, so there is no penalty. So we could know that we're fully loved and accepted. But God, when we put our trust and our faith in you, we're good. We're good to go. We're clean before you. We're forgiven. We're cleansed. We're righteous. And it's because of Jesus. So God, this is not about us. It's not about us thinking we're right and others are wrong. But God, I pray that we would make much of you that we would seek truth, that we would dig hard into this book this year and try to find truth, and that we would know the source of what we believe. So Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.